to Kayak Chat. Let's talk about love, life, and the pursuit of next. Join me on the discovery of self. Welcome back to Kayak Chats. I am so excited that we have a guest today, Dr. Edrika Richardson. She is known as Dr. E. I am going to allow her to introduce herself since I can't give everything that she does any justice. Welcome, Dr. E. Tell us about you. Hi, thanks for having me. I am Dr. Edrika Richardson. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I think that's the shortest version of my um, credentials, but I'm happy to be here. Great. And you know what? She's being kind to you guys. She is amazing at what she does. I believe that everybody should get into what they're gifted in doing. And uh, Dr. Richardson is a gifted licensed counselor. So let's just get into it. Let's talk about it. Um, we're coming out of the pandemic. It's been a tough time for all involved, would you say? Tough will be an understatement. I think in the last year, every therapist has worked double the amount of time that they would have normally been working. Yeah, I, I believe that. I know that um, I've had my share of anxiety and depression, and um, I've since been seeing a counselor, which has really, really helped me. But I also know that there's a difference between being anxious and having actual anxiety as well as being bluesy or just a little down and having depression. Can you explain the differences for us? Sure. Anxiety is the worry that we have or fear of things yet to come, things that we're not sure about. So what anxiety looks like um, over time is that you get to a place where you're worried about things for tomorrow, things for next year, next week, versus um, not being focused in the here and now, in the present moment. And the more it happens, the more it takes over your thought process of trying to figure it out. Versus depression, which is we all get a little moments of feeling down, but we don't stay in those moments. And depression looks like you're having consistent low mood or um, sadness for at least two weeks or more. That's when we make it diagnosably clinical depression. And so what I want to make clear is that when you have anxiety or depression, which are the most common um, diagnosis out there, is that there are words we use in everyday language, but they aren't necessarily clinically diagnosable. Right. When those things last for more than not, then that's when they become clinically diagnosable. But you will have your anxious moments, but that's not anxiety. Right. You will have your depressed moments, that's not depression. And so we have to make that clear. I agree. I agree. We do need to be clear. So many people run from the idea of having some type of mental disorder or mental illness. I don't think any of us haven't been touched by it in our family to some degree. And so people don't want to be connected or known for any of those things because of the stigma that has been placed on mental illness. But the sad or downside to that is a lot of things are happening and people are going untreated and it's only getting worse and worse and they're having problems not only in their personal lives but in their professional lives and their relationships whether it be friends mm -hmm. or a significant other so um, I do believe that it's something that we need to address how do you know when it's time 
that, hey, I really need to see someone or at least get some help. When would you suggest that that would happen? When you ask that question. Right. That's the first question to know as a sign for when you should go seek help. But other things you should look at when thinking about going to seek help is if you've thought about it, if you wonder if it could help you, um, if you want to go, if you want to see if um, anything of what I just said applies to you, then it's time to go see a therapist. I love that. I love that. And um, the thing that I said when we first started is uh, Dr. E and I are really good friends. She's, she's one of my best friends. We've grown into this great relationship. She won't be my counselor, of course, because she is my friend and she says that's unhealthy. But from time to time, I will call her and say, hey, it's this thing. And she always directs me to go see someone. So it's because of her that I sought out the counseling that I did seek out. And it has helped me tremendously. And I'm very grateful for that. Now let's talk about relationships and the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Because this is your thing. And I know that this is your mastery area. Tell me about relationships during the pandemic. How has that been? Have you seen an uptick? Have you seen more divorces? What's going on with love and in the pandemic the pandemic decided everyone's relationship for them and i don't want people to blame the pandemic i want people to blame themselves for not doing their relationship work in the pandemic only thing it did was heighten what was already there and so a lot of people are blaming covid when they should really be blaming themselves for their false wait realities a minute, wait a minute that was too much truth to take in at once okay i need you to give us some doses what do you mean by that so what, what happened in the midst of this pandemic is that you went from seeing your partner maybe three, five hours a day on a regular day, maybe you'll see them most weekends when you don't have your activities, to now being essentially set into early retirement with your partner. You were with them nonstop for about nine to 12 months. Wow. And some people realize, is that the person I decided to go through this with? Right. I've been hearing that more and more. I'm hearing people either saying, hey, I chose a good partner, mm -hmm. or what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. So tell me what happens. What do you, two people come to you and they say, you know what? I've discovered, I really don't like this person. Right. <laughs> what do you suggest? I suggest that they decide um, if they try to work it out with themselves, then maybe they need to try to go to therapy um, to maybe see if they can talk through and work through some of those things. And if all else fails, then maybe it is time for them to work on separation. And we can get to a place where we can do it healthy, um, because especially if there are kids involved. We have to look at how we can collaborate in co-parenting. Um, but I think what the pandemic did was, if you weren't communicating, if you weren't sharing finances, if you weren't working together in general, it magnified the fact that you were not a team. And this pandemic taught everybody, if you were in a relationship, you needed to be in a team, not just in a relationship. And so if you weren't in a team, you weren't going to win. And I think that's what it did. I love that. I love that. And we'll get into this in another show. But I tell people all the time. I'm not looking for a savior. They're not coming, right? You cannot think that your partner is going to do everything. This is teamwork. This is a partnership. And if you don't have it, you're in trouble. So this is good. So tell me about the people who discovered that they did the right thing by choosing their, their mate during this pandemic. I 
think for them, what happened was that they were able to see each other and they were able to still do things like figure out ways to communicate or um, develop more intimacy together. And again, intimacy is that emotional vulnerability and connection that you have. Um, and it's not just physical. Most people associate intimacy with just physical intimacy. A uh, good way of saying it is into you see me. I love that. Say it again. Into you see me. And that's what intimacy is. And during the time, couples who were able to work on the different levels of intimacy were able to increase their connectivity during this time. Doesn't mean they didn't fight, but it was that they weren't going to stay and sit and linger in those fights, and they were going to still do things. And so you can date in a pandemic, believe it or not. You just have to get creative. You can still um, have time apart. I'm sure you have more than one room, or somebody go sit in the car for a minute. Right. But you were able to think through and maneuver through this time. I love it. I love it. And there were people who were able to do that. Um, but then there were people like me who are single, single, right? Yeah. Live alone. And I found myself wishing I had a partner during this time because I spend so much time by myself. And I thought that it would be the cure of that loneliness. So let's talk about being single during the pandemic. I kind of thought that maybe I want a partner now. So tell me what you would tell someone like me who's feeling that way. I would say don't confuse loneliness with wanting to be with somebody or be in a relationship. And a lot of people hit that point. And a lot of clients who would come in just for check-in sessions during this time, which is like, talk, I think I need somebody. And I was like, okay, let's have the conversation about it. Why do you think you're ready? Right. Because you can be ready, but not open. I like that. Explain that. So you could be ready saying that I want to get in a relationship, but you're not opening your space, your mind, and your heart to invite somebody into your life, and those are two different things. So when you want to be in a relationship, you have to create a space that somebody can be part of your life. They're part of your activities, they're part of, of the plans for the future, and so that is a big deal. And so single people during this time might have hit those moments, and you have to decide, do I want to be living apart together, which is a whole community of people? Do I want to be in a relationship? Do I just want to have somebody on, on speed dial? But make sure you're making the best decision for you and not just out of loneliness. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I like that what you said. We'll explore this in another time, but creating a space for someone else. When you're um, aging, like I am, and you have a lot of space that are already filled, <laughs> about that more and more. So I kind of want to get back to the mental health part of it. So I know that people were sleeping more and eating more. Um, everybody's talking about the quarantine 10, 15, 20, or 30 um, pounds that has, I know I gave it to myself um, because I was in there making breads and cakes and all types of things that I never have time to do. Everybody became ready. Like, I'm not about to do it anymore. Um, I think it 
thing to keep us entertained, but also keep us satisfied because we weren't able to get our normal routine. Um, I think though, when it came to looking at yourself now, maybe people are in a self-evaluation of, how do I get back to taking care of myself? Maybe I wasn't doing it the way I would have done it before, and it's time for you to get back to that because those quarantine pounds, only have to sit there and you allow it. So you have to decide, now it's time for me to take care of myself again. This may, this is the new normal. I think people need to adjust to that. And if this is hard as anything, that means in another few months from now, it's going to be another new normal. Because we have to, we have learned to adapt and we're very resilient as human beings. And so, I don't think anyone should, anyone just wait is here to stay. Um, but I think hopefully the pandemic taught everybody that it was time for you to deal with yourself, whether you were single, whether you were married, whether you were a parent. If this time was time for you to deal with yourself and make better choices and have better relationships. See, I, I agree. And of course, this is one of the reasons why I say there's so much wisdom in this young woman. I'm telling you, I love her for it. We have to deal with ourselves or ourselves will deal with us, right? And I learned that in so many ways. And it's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I need help. So if you found yourself somewhere in this conversation and you haven't sought out the help, Dr. E, are you taking any new clients? I'm taking a few right now. Um, I am. So how can people reach you? How can they reach out to you, possibly get a session with you to see if you connect? And should a person in their counselor connect? They should. Oh, we know that. You know, your relationship with your therapist is the number one thing that creates change. So you should always pick a therapist you feel a connection with. Um, so therapy is a very intimate process, and if you're not feeling that level of connectivity, you want to go find somebody else. So if you're interested in looking me up or reaching out, you can go to my website, which is www.rpc-ltg.com. Again, it's rpc-ltg.com. And it has all my social media handles and everything, and you can learn about me and some of my team. I've just added a few therapists to, their, to my brand to help out because it's been such a increase. But I look forward to hearing from everybody. Yeah, and so listen, she is based here in America as well as in the Bahamas. She is a native Bahamian, and she is willing to meet with a few people. I suggest if you feel like you need to talk with someone, hit her up quickly because those spots go away very quickly. Trust me when I tell you. I hear her all day, some days, um, working, and she is nonstop, very resilient, getting people healthy. Dr. E, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today, and she will come back because we're going to talk about, we're going to delve into you, being single and being safe, relationship, relationship really real, or working, and uh, she loves to talk about these things because she has such passion about it. Dr. E, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me on Kayak Chats. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, and just remember, we all need a little help Yes, we do. Hey, um, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Hit me up on all of my social media sites, Kayak Chats. You can also go to my website, kayakchats.com. That's C-A-I-Y-A-Q-C-H-A-T-S.com. You can inbox me on the website. There's a form that you can fill out on your contact. 
goes directly to me. Nobody else sees it. I got my team, so you don't have to worry about it. And if it's something that you like to hear me talk about, or one of my many experts that have been experiencing it, 